Okay. Yeah. 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 Feeling punchy. Yeah. Feeling loose. Yeah, and I, I don't hear the music anymore either. So well, that's good. Good. It's drowned out by the, the hum of the fridge. Yeah, I might turn it off. You better believe once we once we start, we're going to spend a few minutes going over all of this situation. <laughs> Hello folks and welcome to another episode of Hey Brew, the podcast about beer and storytelling. This week, coming from you live from my second lounge, rather than our <laughs> usual recording studio slash Mike's kitchen dining room. Yeah. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Thought I'd, uh, you know, do it like, yeah. Hey Brew yeah. is filmed yeah. in front of a live High audience. energy. Yeah. New year, new recording location that we will probably do Never this. Never use again. Yep, just the once. No. It's, it's very different. I thought, great idea. <laughs> We could use my living room. And then I was like, no, that doesn't work. We'll use the table. And I was like, that's going to be in use. Use the living room. That doesn't work. Use the living room. <laughs> so. We, we, are, we are now. This is, well, this is where I recorded when we were cloud recording. Yes. It was quite different. Well, it was just you. And there's, mm. a, there's a little more license you can take with the space. When there's two of us here, a little less room for all the equipment that we need. Yeah. Um, but this does remind me of a lot of other podcasts that start in sort of a home recording situation that's usually like handheld mics sitting on a couch much like we are now yeah um i'm expecting the position i'm in right now so that i can see the ipad with my notes on it by the end of it uh i'm going to be very uncomfortable because i don't know another way to hold this up in a Why way that i can hold your it. ipad like this then that might work mm. can you also just slowly scroll it for me no the text will be too small anyway Fair. yeah um <laughs> It has just reminded me of an I can't remember what it was a hard drive article or an onion article, which mm. is like tech company which started in garage ten years ago, now in slightly smaller garage. Amazing. Yeah. Really tickled me. Yeah. You just What are you oh reach for my glass of yeah, water. Okay. Yeah. Everything is new to me. I have to ask questions. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's a small hum in the background, which is a fridge that is right behind you. Um <laughs> the, the, it's all new to me thing just reminded me of a fantastic Did you already watch American Dad? Uh, I watched a bit of it when it first started and then just kind of dropped off both it and Family Guy at around the same time. Okay. Um, so there's just a, a, a quite an early episode of American Dad. So you might have seen it where they're at a school reunion and um, Franny goes, oh, this is my friend John. He just came out. And Stan's like, oh, you've just come out. Well, I'm going to introduce some things. This is a table. I'm wearing a necktie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. no, I just came out of the closet. No, I just came out for the first time. Yeah. First time outside yeah. in the world. Have never seen things before. Just made me chuckle a lot. Yeah, that's very good. Um this is the first episode of 2021. Uh, How are you feeling about that? Well, it's four days in. Uh, so far, nothing has gone catastrophically wrong for me Ooh. that I'm aware of. <laughs> that was a silly thing to say out loud. Yes, it was. Yeah. I have now tempted fate. Uh, it has been nice knowing you. <laughs> See you next time, hopefully. <laughs> Just end the podcast I, I, I've there. I've been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to go take care of some things. It was our most consistent podcast ever. <laughs> True to form. Panicked left. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to consistently be slightly annoying for one second. Oh, yes. Yeah, tug there on we that go. wind sock. Um, it's called a <laughs> mic foreskin. Jesus, Mike. Oh, no. Hang on. No. It's, it's a mic condom. Well, I just felt bad because I said mic foreskin and then I said Jesus, Mike. And it's like, oh, no. Should we just move on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, new, new year I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question have you had any good beers recently um, I, I, everything's backwards today yeah I got some slight slightly sort of depressing um, news which is that I'm actually gonna be taking some time off for the beers as I sort of mentioned to you because a bit, a bit of a hiatus yeah um, 
2020 being the shit show disaster that it was, I basically spent a lot of it at home getting drunk. Um, Can which relate. I was, when I was living alone, I was getting a little drinks here and there. Yeah. And then when I moved in with someone, like, I'm a very sociable person. So, like, the atmosphere of having, like, having other people around made me drink mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I get to the point where I'm not um, happy with how much I'm drinking. Fair. No, I'm not going to go very sad with this or anything more just like ooh, that's a bit much it's more just taking a step back yeah as opposed to just like doing the hard cut of like fuck all oh, no, the whole I, forever I, I, I'm, I'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have a probably a month off um yeah. bar the pod um so since uh new year's day haven't had any beers um which i realized only like three days ago that includes saturday sunday but normally you know for me i'd have a few yeah, yeah. um but new year's day i went out to the local tap house and had a few Okay. So that was nice. So what I had was a um, stomping ground, uh, like beer slushy, I think is the best way of putting it. Okay. It's like a frozen palm, palm, passion fruit smash. Right. Um, with with, was that just, with tequila in it. Was that just something the tap room decided to do? No, it's a thing stomping ground are fully doing. Really? It's a summer thing. I have not heard mention of that until now. Mm. That sounds delicious. Yeah, gotta be said, was rather good. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, this was New Year's Day, so it wasn't what I would describe as um, good. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but we'd got there, and we tried to order one, and um, they'd misheard us, and they were like, two frozen margaritas coming up. And instead of being like, no, 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 we want, we just went, that's what we ordered. That'll um, do. <laughs> yeah, and then just proceeded to watch the guy make them, rather than stop him even before he started making them. Wow. Because um, British. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so we had those and they were quite tasty okay. in a little tasting flight, which was really nice. Actually, and that tasting paddle was real good. Mm-hmm. Um, how about yourself? Uh, well, I finally, and you'll be pleased to hear this, tried the Miss Pinky. Oh boy. Yesterday. And while, liked... while I was researching this. Okay. So yesterday was quite a warm day. At yeah. And I'd just come back from like a 7K run. I'd had something to eat, had a shower, sat down to like get my shit together for this episode what sort of time were we talking yesterday uh, it would have been like 7pm mm, okay, but, but so I'd like you know it was still my body was still, still cooling down and, and everything stuff, yeah. and it was, a, it was a hot day mm. and I smashed a couple of those while doing the research for this that beer is fucking good isn't it but I was just I, I went to Carwin uh, to get you know this beer among other things because I was a bit low saw that they had Miss Pinky I was like you know what I'm going to grab a four of these and then I drank half of those Yesterday, I'm I'm very glad you enjoyed them because my thoughts on Miss Pinky are well established in this podcast. Well documented, highly regarded. Mm. Uh, I can now say that Haybrew fully endorses, endorses that beer. <laughs> if I can remember who it's by, is it Wayward? Uh, Boat Rocker. Boat Rocker. Yes, <laughs> you should know that. Yeah, I should know a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I um, my only other like bit of beer news, for want of a better word. Um, mm. So I got a text from. Um, JT the other day, uh, Jordan, who said um, he saw coming soon Terminal 3 is getting a stomping ground at Melbourne Airport. Well, they, they had one temporarily. Well, they have, was they've basically got like one. as you drive in. Yeah, and they've got a permanent one at Terminal 2. Right. So now Terminal 3 is getting one, I think. So they're going to have two? I think so. That's well, Maybe it was the advert for the Terminal 2 one. I'll have to double check. Yeah. But, um, well, Terminal 2 and 3 are basically right next to each other, so maybe it's in the middle. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been there. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the only other bit is that, um, and you know this, mm-hmm. and um, JT knows this. Yes. But I finally bought it. 
I bought the thing. Ah. And it's... The very expensive can of beer. Yeah. It's yes. not going to appear on an episode of the Hey Brew because no? I, I don't even know what I'd do with that. And there's a little bit too yeah. much pressure around that beer for me. Yes. So it's going to it's gonna form. You, 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 want, you want to form your thoughts around it in a private setting. You, yeah. you want time to digest it and... I actually think more so what it's going to form is a is a stout day Ooh. that Ooh. the bourbon county i've got a okay. couple of bottles of okay. kbs okay. um mm. i do love a stout day you do today is almost like a stout day weather it's been shit it's been shit it would be perfect <laughs> stout day weather um but yeah so i bought the uh, oscar blues el jefe horchatas bourbon no uh, some kind of barrel aged stout yes um i'm very excited about it but yeah, it was a $51 can. Yes. And then when I went to pick it up, I saw two more cans that I was like, well, that will make an excellent episode. And by excellent, I mean an episode of the podcast. So I bought those as well and right. they were $30. And I was like, for God's sake. Yeah, there are, there are a couple at Carwin that I did pick up and I think uh, they were 20 each. Oof. But but they're like international um, big beer type deals. Yeah. Um, and that's... That's honestly like mid-range for the sort of stuff Carwin sells. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I've bought a book recently, which I will read and it will play into an episode. And mm. I've got these two cans, but okay. that's just a Very good. sneak preview for Ooh. the year ahead, Ooh. folks. Look at us. Productive. Ahead uh, like of a ske- real podcast. Ahead of schedule, foreshadowing future content. <laughs> I love, I love ahead of schedule. It's like, I bought the beer and I've got the book. Yeah. I haven't read it. Yeah, but you, <laughs> so, you, you bought a book bought, for an episode. I a book about a year ago. Shh. We didn't need to say that. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right. This is a mic episode, so I think... Yes, it is. There's probably enough beer faff. Yeah. Let's do a... some other beer faff. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so today's beer uh, comes from a uh, brewery in Denmark called Dry and Bitter Brewing Company. Uh, it is the... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. Like my ex-wife. Ah, ah, uh, ah, ah. Not really. Never been married and all my ex-partners are lovely. Carry on. Yes. Uh, so this, this beer is called the Earth Scraper IPA. Um, now that is like my ex. <laughs> Earth Scraper. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. I mean by that. <laughs> um, That's what happens when I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you wait. Um, so according to Dry and Bitter's website, they focus on brewing some of Europe's finest hoppy beers. Um, hence the name Dry and Bitter, I guess. Mm. Um, Europe not really known for so much of that style. <laughs> Not they, compared they to the US. Yeah, they don't come to the mind as easily yeah. as like a US or even Australia, New Zealand. We think, I think um, as a result of just, just the, the craft beer revolution, which happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago in the mm. US now, everyone does that kind of beer. But you yeah. are right. The yeah. US and New Zealand are way I more. would uh, strongly recommend that you look at their website, though, which is dryandbitter.com, because um, they have one of the best designed beer websites I've ever seen. Such a sus website. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But the way that they like showcase the can art on on the website is really clever. They kind of like have the can rotate as you're scrolling down the page, so that you can see the whole thing. But then they show it where the artwork is just flat, with the can mm. see in front of it in a way that aligns with the artwork. It's really slick. Oh, I, I do like that. I've seen yeah. similar to that before, and I think it's a really nice bit of yeah. graphic design. Yeah, and, um, and the artwork. And I'll come to you. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. The art. The artwork on a lot of their beers is amazing this one is a bit different um i really like it for, for reasons we'll get into um so this beer is a collaboration with u.s progressive rock band zombie spelled z-o-m-b-i uh which was to promote their 2020 album mm. similar to the the hit uh wii u 
uh, Ubisoft game, Zombie, spelled Z-O-M-B-I-I. Yeah, Zombie U. Yeah, well, that one was yeah. because it was the Wii U version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but their album from 2020 is just called 2020. Mm. Um, the, the Yeah, like I said, the, the can art is less the brewery's work. It's actually just the album artwork yes. on the can. Um, but yeah, some of the artwork that they have on their website for some of their other beers is, is really nice. It's just it's just like really nice sort of art. Like it's not yeah. trying to show what inspired the beer or anything. It's just like it's a nice picture. It's cool art. Yeah. Who was those um who was the one that um we we came across and there was just like the brewery that just got artists in to do that, to do a completely unrelated art for their cans. Was that collective arts? Potentially. I mean not just a clever name, but I think it might have been. Might have been. Um I know, you know, uh, show favorite garage project are uh, very well known for their art to the point where they put out a book of art yeah, from yeah. the beers but lot, they have like in-house artists and things like that yeah and, and theirs is for the most part like related to the beer it is very much beer. so yeah um, but the band Zombie uh, to talk about them for a minute uh, they're described in a couple of places that I saw as uh, epic sci-fi slash horror masters did you actually listen to the album so I did I gave the album a listen today yeah. I I, I I listened to it once through and then I was only about halfway down so I just like played it through again because it's like a pretty short album mm. um, it's basically just it's all instrumental stuff it's two dudes yeah right one dude is on drums uh, I have their names I should credit them Anthony Patera on drums and Steve Moore on bass and synths and they use a lot of looping to kind of build mm. out the sound and make it sound bigger than they are um, but it's the, this album in particular is the only one I've listened to because I never mm. heard of them before this. Um, it felt kind of like cyberpunk and synthwave kind of stuff. Like it was almost like a, a space crime show theme song in parts. It, it, it did feel very... Um, almost ominous and dark. Yeah. I, I want to say soundtracky, but that feels like I'm kind of being dis, uh, disrespectful to it. Mm. it it's... I'll put it out there. It's not my kind of thing. I thought the last track was really good. Mm. Um, I liked a little bit more of their electro elements and their yeah. and their rock elements yeah. to it. But I, saw, um, I think I saw some some comments on their Bandcamp page or something like uh, re- referencing Blade Runner and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah. It, if it's someone got, told got a, me it was yeah, like it's got a, a cool industrialist vibe to it. kind of like video game soundtrack, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, totally. I can imagine running through the streets in this, or even like driving. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fun driving game to that. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like metal hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, but when we get into the topic after we've, you know, tasted the beer, um, you'll see why it was like weirdly appropriate. It's, it was a weirdly appropriate soundtrack to what we're going to go into. So let's get into this beer because right, I'm so. very curious, having never heard of this brewery before. So with my stupid setup, I'm holding the, I'll hold you, the mic while you open the can and pour. How yeah, about that? Yeah. You, 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 you talk to the people at home. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll do that. Have you all been having a uh, wonderful holiday season and uh, that you've been staying safe and drinking safely and no one's been taking too much uh, of a good time because too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Um, Hope you've all spent some time with your loved ones in countries where you can and uh, I hope that you're all uh, looking forward to a much better 2021. Get the vaccine, wear a mask, wash your hands, vote left. I mean... Some of those things slightly unrelated, but uh, do as I say, as is always the way with this podcast. Do as I say. <laughs> I don't know if I'll keep any of that, but I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> Mike disagrees with all of the things I'd said. No, you know, I being a massive anti-vaxxer very, and right-wing oh, no, guy. No, 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 I'm cutting that out. 
I agree with the statements you made while I was pouring the beer. Let's drink. <laughs> Should have just started spurious rumors about you while you were pouring. Let's try this beer, shall we? Let's. It's a, it's a, a very hazy, mm. um, yellowy, like orange juicy beer. Very yeah. nice, very nice tropical smell. Denmark, mm. obviously, be known for its tropical climate. <laughs> um, well, there is a bit of a thing on the back here. Ooh. Hey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's very dry and bitter. It's it is. Like, yeah. It's, it's not just clever name. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin, you might say. Yeah. For a Wayne's World reference, I think my one Wayne's World reference listener who would have got that is mm. no longer listening to the podcast. But um, yeah, it, it's not just a clever name. It, yeah. it is kind of dry and bitter. It is it's delicious. That's, yeah. Um, That's uh, what? 7% seven alcohol. Mm. So nice. Hook nice it sort of through my veins. <laughs> um, yeah. That's... Um, it's got a good level of uh, like fruitiness that just sort of mm. sits in the background. It's yeah. not like one of those punchy, very overpowering style like Nipahs. Like yeah, but it's here. also like neither the fruit flavors nor the hop is kind of overpowering no. anything. There's, there's, there's the earthiness of the hops that I really like, but mm. then that fruit sort of sits on top, especially in the aroma. So obviously it's quite mm. a lot like mm. late hop additions and dry hop. Dry hop is mentioned here. Okay. So Would you I- like to guess which hop they've used to dry hop? It? Oh, <laughs> to the beer is, is, is it going to be is it one of the like big well-known ones pick one <laughs> yes it is okay <laughs> um is it something like nelson no um it's not cascade citra uh no it's galaxy uh fair enough yeah no <laughs> look i'm not very good at picking hop, no, hop additions no, that I'm like, i have no idea with that sort of yeah. stuff it's like there are hops yes um all right, that that I think is very tasty. Yeah, mm. do you want to read us the little blurb? I was just just going to say that it's mentioning uh, notes of peach and pineapple, which I kind of get the pineapple more than the peach. I think. I wonder if it's like that that flavor of peach or like wink wink. It excuse me. <laughs> it tastes like peach sweets, which don't taste like peach, but they are. Oh delicious. yeah, 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 yeah. The peach flavor, that stuff. kind of fake stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the other stuff in the can here is more just mentioning the band and uh, basically the stuff that I was mentioning before. So. I can taste that peach now. Cover that. Um, yeah, is it one of those things that once you, you, you try to ex- you try yeah. to expect it? Um, yeah, I think um, the balance on that is it's actually really fantastic. Mm. That's not um, that's not one of those really burnt, hot, burny ones. That's not really just yeah. like a fruit drink or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. That and I've said this before on the pod that I'm getting n- not bored, mm. but I'm a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of Nipahs which are on the market at the moment because it's just like yeah. the, everything's a Nipah or a hazy and I do like those but they always mm. feel like a bit of a treat for me yeah but, but also session because there's so many of them the difference between any two of them is now going to be like less and less as people are approaching sort of like the end game of yeah, what a Nipah should mass, be right yeah. um, whereas when they when they were first coming out you might have two maybe a couple months apart and you'd be like, well, these are wildly different because people are just experimenting. But now it's more into that stage of like refining the style and finding what sells better than others, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm just grabbing my phone because you just made me think of something. So I'm just going to write a note here to ask you a question at the end. Okay. Uh, please do go on. Um, now, that's pretty much all I had before we get into the topic. Um, I am really enjoying that beer. And that's really tasty. Yeah. I, 7% hidden, hidden well, but then 7% now in a beer doesn't... No. It's... That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I Which think, is mad. Yeah. It's, Since I grew up with like three and a half percent as well, being I think the standard. With some of those flavors in there, it's easier to hide the mm. the, the alcohol burn than it is with, um, you know, more pa- more pale or like... 
I plain if, kind of beers. Well, I wonder if you just become desensitized to it, but then you don't probably. You know, you're not seeing like eight percent lagers, and if no. you are, they're like special brewing. They're disgusting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, growing up when Stella Artois at five percent was a strong beer, mm. and now we have like you know ten percent IPAs. Yeah. It's like not Se- that seven percent. I would almost call a mid strength based on what I usually drink. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's kind of mad. Yeah. But then I also just like do things like drink gin straight. So I, I, I just before New Year's I was at um Four Pillars, so mm, same. Yeah. And yes, sir. Yeah. I can boost it. Have you tried the Shiraz? Oh gin? yeah, yeah. We oh, both man. love that one. The, yeah. the bloody Shiraz gin yeah. this year is very good. Um I also tried the olive leaf one as well. Oh yeah, that's, that's very, very nice. nice. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How good's gin? How good's good gin? That's what I should say. Could, There's some shit gin out there. I know, like, you know, I said I'm taking some time off it all for yeah. a number of different reasons. And, and, and one of which is the the weight I've put on and, mm, and the health sure. ramifications of that. But one of which is definitely this. How good's booze? <laughs> like, yeah, I, the psychological aspect of the sentence I just said is another reason I'm taking yeah. some time yeah, off. Yeah, no, that, that's, like, that's totally fair. I, I'm more on the, on, the, on the side of, like, appreciating craft booze well, the, you know, that, like that's, the, that's the stuff, my thing the stuff done well I'm making a deci- trying to make an active decision now to be like if I'm gonna drink something only drink something good and just have a couple yeah. but the thing is Hobbsy's <laughs> Hobby's got expensive taste as well so we only buy good stuff uh-huh. so we've got fucking nearly 30 <laughs> bottles of really nice wine for yeah. example in the house yeah. and you've seen the beer fridge I have the other fridge is full as well yeah that's a small fridge and it was it had a lot of beer in it yep, yep. <sighs> problematic anyway um Let's uh, get into today's topic. Let's you ready it. for that? I'm ready. I'm just going to have a wee drink first before I start. Wait your whistle. Get that chatted sober. I'm just going to have a drink before we start. Um, so when when I first heard the word earth scraper, because I, I like turned a bunch of these cans around in the fridge, because it wasn't obvious on the front what it's called, mm. and it's pretty small writing on the back. Um, Do they have much by drying bitter? Uh, I think they might have had a few. Nice. Um, Must be doing a bit of a uh, showcasing of them. Yeah, they had a few different kind of Danish and American breweries kind of next to each other in the in the IPA section of the fridge. The, the, Danish breweries are really yeah. Like we've had a couple now, they, and they've been yeah, they've been very very high quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I first saw the word earth scraper, I thought it was some kind of earth moving machine, like something you might use to like level out a bit of a bit of land. Um, turns out it's something completely different. Um, so it sounds like science fiction uh, and it's not exactly a new idea um, but it's so earth scrapers uh, is, is what we're talking about today um, so it's like a skyscraper but instead of going up from the ground it goes down into it oh a hole yes but a hole that is filled with a building essentially rad yeah um so underground buildings obviously aren't exactly news um we already have like underground parking garages uh but these are a bit more elaborate um so the main idea is to take the example of like what we have with skyscrapers now where they have like a mix of commercial and residential spaces and office Mm -hmm. space um that can almost be like a small community in one building uh but just do that underground downwards yeah like if you've seen uh the matrix films the city of zion is kind of yeah that in a way hell of a callback yeah yeah isn't it i i I saw a picture of it when i was looking this up and i was like oh fuck yeah i remember those movies (laughs) yeah shout out to the matrix (laughs) Mm. shout out to the first one yeah yeah 
Um, a big to the second two. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it 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 sounds a lot more like science fiction, especially when you like are referencing things like The Matrix. Um, <laughs> but you you might be thinking, why would anyone want to live underground in the first place? I lived underground in my third year of university, and I definitely what? lost my goddamn mind. Wait, did you? Yeah, I lived in a basement without any lights. Right. Like no natural light whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how quickly that completely fucking destroys yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've got some stuff in here about that part of it. Okay. Um, we'll get to that. Don't if I start worry. into the fetal position, just pour beer into my mouth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some of the motivations for, uh, you know, earth scrapers. Um, is things like there's a, an increasing lack of space for building things above ground, um, especially with things like population growth, uh, population density, um, people migrating more towards cities uh, and just pushing those numbers up even further. Um, there's also only so far up we can go due to like regulations and just engineering limitations of how tall buildings can be under their own support, essentially. Um, I'm sure, sure like... Maybe you'll come on to it, but I'm sure like that 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 is true of earth scrapers as well. Any further far we can go down, uh, but I guess we can go down much further yeah. because one of the limits is the core. Yes, we're not going to get any close to that. No, no, no. Um, it's it's more that, and it's probably because like we've spent more time building skyscrapers. It's just way more if, uh, expensive to go into the earth. Yeah, because when I think about it, mines, some like coal mines and stuff are just unbelievably deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's it's got to be like an economies of scale thing. Like if we started yeah. building more things underground, then we would develop the technologies yeah, and get better at it, make it more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is certainly another factor. Um, but there's there's also like some weird benefits to it mm-hmm. that, like I'd thought of some of these, but some of them I hadn't uh, ever considered. Fresh um, scent of earth, delicious th- earth. There is that. Um, <laughs> it didn't come up in the uh, article. No, no one mentioned this, the uh, the olfactory uh, factor. <laughs> Um, but you you get like really stable temperatures and humidity because you're insulated by the earth around the building. Yeah, I suppose it's um, cellaring is a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas when you're above ground, you've got like wild temperature variation. Yeah. Um, whereas it's pretty con- consistent. Um, if you put a building underground, uh, you can also make use of things like geothermal energy and yeah. way better efficiency around heating and cooling. Uh, there's also some 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 obvious concerns uh su- such as water getting in from the ground around it or like groundwater contamination yeah this um, yeah, is uh, pretty concerning yeah waste management is a concern you have to bring everything up to surface level i guess to take it somewhere else yeah i suppose i suppose a lot of it would be gravity fed from above ground yeah yeah so like a toilet doesn't I yeah, mean, it flushes out, but then yeah. it just goes vump and down into the pipes. Yeah, but then depending on how da- how far down you go, um, that's a very expensive pipe to build. Yeah, because you've got to create upward suction. Yes, all sorts of things like that. Um, upward poop. Security suction. and safety during disasters is a big thing. If you've got all these people living in a hole, essentially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> earthquake protection is one, uh, and depending on where you build it. Uh, radiation from elements in the soil. Ooh, yeah. That's like, it's, depending on where it is, it's not too bad. It might just be some minor stuff that is easily shielded. Um, mm. But it's still a thing you would have to consider. For sure. Um, I can only imagine, like, you're talking about, like, earthquake and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. subsidence and stuff mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. a big issue. Yeah. But, like, evacuation of a building, yeah. if everyone's walking downstairs, yeah. a lot less energy than everyone walking upstairs. Yes. Yeah. So, um, look, none of these things are, like, unsolvable or 
actually they're all things we have solved in other contexts mm. but it's just it's different and it's a new form of those so same challenges way of thinking yeah um but yeah they would they would just be more difficult or expensive to solve they're, they're not necessarily impossible by any stretch yeah um another big one which you kind of touched on before is what to do about sunlight uh mm. humans have a bit of a need uh when it comes to just getting natural sunlight for our precious photosynthesis yes we have to grow photosynthesis leaves that's all part they're already there as part of the photosynthesis they have okay. chlorophyll um uh, <clears throat> anyway most of the examples i saw of like proposed earth scrapers uh have a pretty similar design it's an inverted square pyramid uh, with a glass roof at ground level, essentially, to allow the natural light to come in. And then it's got a big void in the center of it so that the yeah. light can get to places. I've been in hotels like that in Sydney. Yeah, yeah with like light big, tunnels. Big, big atriums and stuff like that. Well, sort of. It's almost just like a lift shaft with mm. windows on it through the middle right. of the hotel Weird. so that they don't have to have windows facing outwards. Ah, I see. It's budget hotels. Yeah, grim. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that central void can also provide ventilation. Oh, yeah, because it's you know a shared um, void essentially. Um, the flip side of this, though, is that human brains are dumb and susceptible to trickery. No. Yes. Um, another way to tackle this problem is to use things that mimic natural light uh, and sort of outdoor conditions enough that your brain thinks it's as good as the same thing. There's a company that already does this now. Yeah, so they could use light like UV emitting. Sort of. Uh, there's this company called Colux, C-O-E-L-U-X, that I found during this. Uh, they make a lamp, like a ceiling lamp, in the shape of a window that simulates the sky and uses like a particular blue light. Um, mm-hmm. And that is apparently enough for people to report feeling the warmth of the sun when they walk under it. And that, mm. as far as like human psychology goes, might be enough. I, I, I didn't bother to like try and find psychological studies on this sort of thing, but... We, we we have been tricked by dumber shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this all feels very um, alarmingly kind of like, you know, like pre-dystopian utopian. So sort like of. when it's yeah. it's like, this is the, the living condition of the future. Yeah. That will eventually turn out to be a, prison, a horror. A yeah. prison hole. Yeah. It feels very much like Rapture yeah. Bioshock. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you can also use uh, fiber optic cables to bring natural light in. Just like straight into the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, you just swallow that fiber optic cable, you get the internet straight yeah. to your gut. Oh, delicious. Um, but this is the thing that is already done now. Like you, you have like a ceiling light with fiber optic cables that there's a like receiver on your roof and it basically just lets the light come straight through these yeah, cables. I mean, it's just a skylight, isn't it, for all intents and purposes, but yeah. thick. It's, it's, it's a lot more directed. Um because they're like thin, very thin strands and you have like a bunch of them coming into a single light fitting. Um, and that's another way to get natural light down into places because once you've got fiber optic cable, light will just keep going through it. I'd be kind of like down with that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rad. Um, but yeah, so so all of this might sound far off. It might sound like a science fiction, utopia, dystopia, pick your poison. Um, but if you open the door to your right. Yeah, here's my hole. Get, <laughs> get in the hole. I don't want you to ever... <laughs> <laughs> have to sort of make that hand motion and be like, "Here's my hole again." Yeah. If that's all right, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, this like this has actually been around for ages already. This is a thing that yeah, right. has been done. Uh, the oh, I'm going to fuck this up. The Derinkuyu underground city in Turkey, for example, is a multi-level underground city that goes down to about 60 meters underground, 
and is big enough to have housed up to 20,000 people, their livestock and food stores. Holy shit. So this, this, this is um, in antiquity in some time, I guess. Yes, it was fully formed in the Byzantine era. Holy shit. And used for protection during the Arab-Byzantine Wars. So we're looking at sometime before the year 800 CE. Christ on a bike. Yeah, it's basically just like a series of caves that they've like carved steps and shit into and um, it looks more like, uh, you know, what insects and ground-burrowing animals tend to use for accommodation. Mad. But yeah, no, this is a this is a thing that like in some form has existed before. Um, there was also a notable proposal in 2009 for an earth scraper in Mexico City, uh, which was as part of a skyscraper competition. So you could think that they would have just been disqualified because it wasn't a skyscraper at all. Mm. Um, but it was for a, a central square in Mexico City. Uh, they had envisioned a 65-story deep earth scraper beneath that square so the city square was just like it had these sections of just you know big glass surface mm. so that you could see down into it let the sunlight in but then if you've got a big crowd in there fucking say goodbye to sunlight <laughs> yeah um but yeah they they had uh, a 10 uh, around 300 meters deep with a 10 floor museum uh 10 floors of residential 10 floors of commercial and then 35 floors of office space at the bottom and it was like that inverted square pyramid design so right at the bottom is sort of the point of the pyramid there's almost certainly some kind of metaphor where it's like uh, so where's your office at the bottom Bottom of a very large hole (laughs) yeah a little bit um but yeah it was actually in response to uh mexico city's regulations restricting new buildings to eight stories around that part of town oh yeah right so you couldn't actually build that far up and that's the sort of thing i was talking about before um, and there was also a huge amount of demand for property in that in the central part of the city. Mm. So going underground gives you a lot more room to work in, I guess. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Is that, I, I don't know if you know or if it comes up, is there any kind of like hybrid earth sky scraper concept? Um, I think that the hard part with that would be getting the natural light in. If you've got something above yeah, ground, I suppose um, that would have to rely on the sort of fiber optic style. Yeah, or you could do sort of more like a a ring shaped building, similar to like the Pentagon, where it's got that big open space in the middle, yeah, yeah. or the Apple, the new Apple campus that so is that a big fucking thinking, spaceship, yeah. where it's just got a big gap in the middle, so you could let it through. But yeah, it would have to be huge to to sort of accommodate all of that. But yeah, rad though. Yeah, no, it was it was fascinating looking at the stuff. I think I found a slide deck that may or may not have been the one they used to pitch this proposal. Or, or like it was at least describing it and it, it felt very uh like like someone had just thrown it together it was very weird <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why but the the idea of having a giant pyramid earth scraper in the center of mexico city mm. does feel like the very beginning of like a Aztec can please excuse me for not knowing exactly which is which you know, mm-hmm. indigenous central american horror movie Oh yeah, like yeah. They dug underground. Like the horrors of the thing. modern world from that perspective, in a way. No, like they dig underground and then they unleash some kind of god. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. You want to go make a movie? Yeah, that sounds rad. Oh, about that. Oh, yeah, they'll do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, and I, and I, and I realised how um, sort of we've come to the concept of it quite sort of recently that actually all these. And it's an ancient culture's god. It's quite racist, but mm. doesn't like a somewhat entertaining plot point. Yeah. Um, before I move on to sort of the oh, last, that's a good, good excuse. Elliot. <laughs> before I move on to the last bit I've got here, uh, I mean, you you kind of have already answered this again, but would you live in yes. an underground 
thing like this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not a basement. Uh, well, the basement was literally just a, a, a box. Yeah. With no light whatsoever. Yeah. And that completely messed me up. Yeah. Because it was just a converted. It was just a, a cellar that yes. had been converted into a bedroom. Right. Um. But I'd live in a. I'd live in a scraper. That sounds far above. Yeah. Like that sounds like it could be really interesting and you know me i'm always looking for a, a new affectation a new hook mm. um i was looking at <laughs> a the new personality living in a hole is not a personality you want to bet um <laughs> i think it would be yeah. i'm just imagining that It'd be a bit of correlation not causation yeah maybe um the types of people that like to live in holes maybe that's a bit closer You're one of those it's um I think well look so i recently was looking at um places i could purchase a house mm. and um some really interesting ones for sale in Melbourne mm. inside the old prison in Coburg. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that could be a cool place yeah, to live. Yeah. And like, that's definitely me purchasing a personality with a mortgage. I feel like you have that personality. That's just you buying your true calling for a home. Oh, you sweetheart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> You're sitting here with a fucking pentagram on your shit. Yeah. That's fair <laughs> point. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I, I'd live in a, I'd live yeah. in a scraper. Would you? I think I would. I would want to know how they've solved some of those problems I mentioned before. I don't think you're moving in unknown. I no, think I think you just wouldn't it be like no. But I'd want to be real clear you've been about assigned to the yeah, earth scraper. I'd, I'd want to be real clear about all of the above concerns about you yes. know safety and management of certain resources and yeah, that's fair. That's a like hardcore, that. um, hardcore dystopia. It's like you've been assigned to live in the earth yeah. scraper. Yeah, and then like you fight your way up to the top levels. Ooh. Yes, yes. So many Earthscraper movie ideas are coming yeah. into my head. What about yeah. um? They could have like imagine like uh they'd have like really cool gardens and stuff down there where they yeah. got like simulated UV light and stuff. Like yeah, that. well, like some some of the um I think it was actually this Mexico one. Like they had something in there where it was like every ten stories it was like a big garden. Yeah, to to like give that that feeling of nature without having to like go all the way out of this building. Yeah, big botanically type thing. Yeah, yeah, provides a lot of oxygen. Yeah. I mean, airport. Some airports have decent gardens in them. Kuala Lumpur um, yeah. has a decent one, a yeah. little, like jungly kind of. I think uh, the the big airport in Singapore has a butterfly garden in one of the terminals. That is, um, I'm not being to Singapore, but that feels so Dude, Singapore. That airport's fucking nice. Yeah, it's like it's, I think it's like won awards for being the nicest airport in the world. Essentially, that makes sense. I think it's Hong Kong airport. Someone said it's the best airport in the world, and I was like. <laughs> no, it's okay. a bit shit. Yeah, um, I mean, no, that sounds rad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the last bit I've got for this um, is uh, just a list of some really, really deep existing buildings. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I can boogie um, once again. So yes, please, this is from a list uh, on a website called the B One M, which I'd never heard of until researching this, in which it came up at least twice. Oh, you mean the BIM? Yeah, no, B One M. But according to them. According to their own website, it is the definitive video channel for construction. That was it. That was their headline. We do have a construction expert like in the house. We'll have to find out after the show. Yeah, if he if he's heard of the website, mm. he, he might be a contributor. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but this was their list of the five deepest buildings, uh, at least as of when they wrote it in 2017. I didn't see any updated version of this, but we'll go through that. I'm hyper excited. Number five is the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Uh, it is a thirty-seven meters deep. Uh, so the sails on on like the the big iconic part of this, the opera house are about sixty meters tall. Mm-hmm. Um, but their car park extends twelve oh, stories. Oh, I thought you meant the sails are car no, no, park. No, 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 like, no, no. Not. The car park extends twelve stories into the ground under the opera house. 
So, <laughs> that's disappointing, first of all, that it's a car park. Yeah. Second of all, you've been to Sydney. Yeah. You've walked around the Opera House. Yeah, I've been to the Opera House. I saw Opeth there. Oh, you're saying it. Yeah, it was dope. Heavy metal in the fucking Opera House. Dopeth. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I... I don't know who would drive to the Opera House. Yeah. Driving through Central Sydney is a shiter. Yeah, yeah. The 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 taxi I got in to get from my uh, Airbnb to the Opera House went through some very interesting maneuvers. Yeah. Uh, to get there because it wasn't far. I was in like Fisherman's Bend, which is not much of a walk, but it was raining, and I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. Um, but this is like very local Sydney content. Neither of us live there. Um, it's like parking at the G, though. Yeah. But Very the thing is, strange. like, there's basically one road that goes towards the opera house and then back out. So if you're going in there to park, you would have a pretty easy time because it's 12 stories of parking. Mm, apparently, yeah. Um, but it's apparently the deepest basement in the world, and that feels like a technicality that I will not agree with. That feels like cheating. Yeah. Calling calling a car park a basement. I'm not having it. What 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 makes it a basement and not an underground structure? I I mean. Underground structure feels like the umbrella term. Yeah, but I mean, like, calling what, a car park a basement's no good. What differentiates it to be a basement? I'm, I'm like, know. you know, I don't know. I don't think this is the not podcast. a basement. It's a cellar. This is not the the podcast for linguistic determinism. No, that would be the B1M podcast. Yeah. Um, number four, and I'm. Oh, oh, this is Norwegian. Yay, someone else doing some pronunciations. Gjovic. Go on, Mike. Gjovic, uh Olympic Kevin Hall in Norway. Oh, they just make it sound cool. Yeah, it's 55 meters deep. Uh, this is no shit. An ice hockey arena that sits inside a mountain. Uh, so this That's was, so cool. Yeah, this was built for the 94 Winter Olympics. It hosted 16 ice hockey matches and has a capacity of 5,500. Uh, it took 29,000 truckloads to remove the 140,000 cubic meters of earth from underneath a mountain, let me reiterate, and 170 tons of dynamite was used to blast the hole out. Um, so so the reason they did this was so that they wouldn't take up valuable downtown land when they needed to 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 build it uh norway is largely empty (laughs) yeah but it was like right next to the city uh, because they they didn't want to mess up the 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 city itself and didn't want to like disrupt traffic and all that sort of stuff yeah i suppose i was thinking they could have just done it outside the city but it's like it's probably quite nice probably don't want to ruin that either yeah um but building it underground also meant and this is related to a point before, um, that the natural temperature in there is pretty stable year-round. Yes. Uh, making it way more efficient to heat and cool, something you need to do with ice rinks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that's Shit, that's, 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 that's that's actually that, pretty that cool. That was my favourite out of this whole list, actually. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, the third... Inside a mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking sick. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, working our way up now. Uh, well... Arsenal, uh, Arsenalna station in Ukraine mm-hmm. is 107 meters deep. This is just an underground train station. That's deep. Yeah. Uh, it's as deep as the Statue of Liberty is tall. That's deep. And getting down there from the street level takes over five minutes. Fuck It's like a real fucking long escalator ride. Gee, right, so uh, not a lot of people know this about me but I'm quite te- terrified on escalators yeah. I don't know what it is Yeah. Um, so I hold on for dear life so I'd probably have to sit down on that how do you go on just regular stairs because they're essentially the same fine. thing okay yeah fine yeah um, but escalators for some reason really freak me out okay and by the time I get to the top I'm usually in that weird Michael Jackson lean really yeah. far forward yeah or, just ready to run it's because I feel like I'm going to fall backwards down them 
Oh, okay. Um, and then just you'll be trapped in a falling motion without actually going anywhere because exactly. the stairs are going Perpetual up. fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, escalators terrify me for some reason. Mm. Down, not so much. Up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Parliament Station, difficult. Yeah. Uh, number two is the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, that makes sense. In uh, France. Done an episode on that? Switzerland. No, we've done some physics stuff. I think we might have mentioned it. I'm really surprised that CERN hasn't come up. Yeah, but uh, that is 175 meters under the Earth. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's big. Uh, yeah, the, the this twenty-seven kilometer long physics hula hoop uh, is that is that far underground? <laughs> so that, I was really I was really happy. Construction with that. industry website, not a not a physics website. No, I'm really happy with physics hula hoop. Um, yeah, so it's built that far underground so that they can study what happened immediately after the Big Bang while being shielded from background radiation um, that you might get closer to the surface. Or you um, want to make, uh, of course, your mum's known as a biology hula hoop joke, uh-huh. etc. Uh, this is a theme that is continued with number one on this list, which wait, is... Wait, wait, wait. So re- read that last bit again and see if I can guess what the next one is. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's that far underground so that it can be studied, so they can do this study while being shielded from background radiation. The next one is some kind of geotectonic monitoring station. You're you're in the right ballpark because all of the deepest buildings on Earth are for research purposes. Okay, um, it wouldn't be something like it wouldn't be monitoring space, would it? Because that would be there'd be an Earth in the way. Kind of. Is it the one that monitors things like black hole movement, like the one that had the gravity wave pick up the other week, the other year? No, not that because that's on that's on the surface. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a that's a zero meters deep situation. Yeah, <laughs> something about the way the Earth spins. No. Okay, you got hit me with the Okay, so it is Jinping Underground Laboratory in China. Oh, of course, you know Jinping Underground Laboratory. Yeah. It is two point four kilometers under right. the surface of the Earth. You taking the piss, China? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is another one that's that far down to hide uh, from radiation. Uh, yeah, an American spy satellite, but go on. Yeah. Uh, this this one, is built under a mountain in western China, uh, was built in order to study neutrinos and investigate dark matter. Both things that we as a species know fuck all about. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Um, there, there are examples of where people have dug deeper holes than this, uh, such as the amazingly named Kola Super Deep Borehole. Yeah, in Russia. Uh, yeah, I think that's that one, uh, which is 12.2 kilometers deep. Yeah, um, and it's it's just a, a pipe yeah, down. But, yeah, the, the, uh, like, not what, like pipe down, but you know. yeah. What I was going to say is like they're not the sort of thing that people go into. It's just a real deep hole that's about that round, about the size of a beer can, essentially. Can you imagine like um, you know like vacuum tubes when you used to be able to post like letters internally oh, in yeah, offices yeah. and money in supermarkets? That where you're. <laughs> so where did that go? Central of the Earth. You're like the tubes in Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the list. That's number one. The uh, Jinping Underground Laboratory. Into it, into it. Yeah. What's your favorite underground building experience that you've had? Oh, now that's that's a question I was not prepared for. Thanks. So just to show this, see this the, show is spontaneous. The experience that I've had? Yeah. Uh, shit, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of one where I was like, oh yeah, this is a rad time. I'm glad I'm underground. Like, I... I, I don't have I don't mean like that I just mean like a place no. you've been to underground that you're like this is cool I guess like I don't mean you're like oh this would be so much worse if it was above ground this is more like 
the sorts of things I nerd out on when I go traveling, but like getting to see the London Underground and the New York subway system was actually really fascinating. So for me, I was going to say seeing the older stations in the London Underground, I Mm. find really beautiful and really Mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, That's also a bit of misplaced sort of national pride. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd really like to see some of those like underground lakes Oh yeah, and stuff that you can go in boats, and it's a bit like fucking yeah. being in the minds of Mario Ca- and shit. Caves freak me out though. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go caving, for example. Mm. That shit looks mad. Yeah, but um, Speedwell Caverns in Derbyshire's nice. So, <laughs> it's a very can, specific place. Yeah, so the one I could think of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, you can go on like a little boat, and mm. you go through like a, an old. I guess it was a ever mined at some point, mm. but yeah, like. Yeah, you see them in Mexico, these huge cave complexes, yeah. and they've got like cavernous, like um, orchestral hall style yeah. caves. I, d- I did go into an ice cave, I think in Austria or around that part of uh, Europe anyway, um, that w- you could get like maybe a couple of hundred meters into before yeah. it was just all ice. And then it was like another couple kilometers deep of just ice. Wild. Yeah. Well, what about those ones in Central or South America where it's like the big crystals? Oh, yeah, that'd be rad. They look mad. Yeah. That is proper video game shit. Yeah. I mean, specifically, see the scaleists realm in Dark Souls One. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see also those. Um, well, no, I was going to say actually, there must be some pretty cool like underground shit in New Zealand because of the tectonic there's positioning. Plenty, there's plenty of uh, caves and things like that. Uh, depends which part of the country you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you go down south, there's Fjordland, which is just full of fucking fjords. Nice. Um, I still have yet to go there myself, but I, I know up north there's the Waitomo. Uh, caves which are I think well known for having a whole shitload of glow worms in there cool and and things like that so there's, there's all sorts of weird stuff like there's mm. geothermal areas that you can just walk through and see geysers um, yeah right you kind of have to like pay admission fees and stuff but um, nice. yeah there's all sorts of weird shit like that mm. um, the Pyongyang subway is apparently really nice okay yeah apparently it's like just really stunning like I think it's the one in Pyongyang They've done a really fantastic, mm. like, bit of, like, caving out. Huh. Um, and then, um, yeah, man, I don't really necessarily fancy, like, caves and stuff myself, mm. but would, would would be keen to see some of the more, like, accessible stuff. Mm. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I'd live underground is what I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. Live, live in a hole. Yeah. 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 Cool. And that's Earth Scrapers. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, we got off topic, but yeah. yeah. The, the, the first episode of 2021 is, fuck this, I'm going to lo- go live underground. <laughs> fuck all this, fuck all this society. This, this surface nonsense has gone on long enough. <laughs> um, I'm going to go hide in a hole. Wake me when it's over. Wake me up when September slash capitalism ends. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Mike. You're welcome. I do have a... Uh, another question for you oh is this the one you wrote down earlier yeah because I thought about it and I was like oh this is um something we've brought up a couple of times and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know what you think mm-hmm. might be the next big beer trend ooh okay so I'm, try- I'm trying to think so what, what we've had recently is obviously we mentioned hazies neepers sours mm-hmm. still kind of on a bit of an upward kick yep um big stouts were a really big thing for a while they were I feel like that's kind of settled. Um, pastry stouts were obviously quite a big thing, like the sweet yeah. dessert stouts. Now, I think they're, they're, they're not something you can do a lot of because, like, you have one, you're like, good. I don't want another. They're yeah, too much. I'm I'm already sleepy. Mm. Um, I think what's difficult is that um, you know we can't we can't sort of say 
I think Pilsners are going to come back, whatever, which I'd like quite like. So I'm really into them at the moment mm. because the next big trends don't seem to be anything coming back. Yeah. It's something new. Yes. So I wonder what will be new. And I'm wondering if, um, like, because fruit beer was a thing for a while in Europe, like fruited lagers and stuff. Sure. Okay. I wonder if we'd see anything around that, maybe. I mean, like, you're seeing a bit of that with sours. It is, yeah. But like non sour mm. fruity beers. But I wonder, because then. That'll really take off. Yeah, well, because then, like. Well, White Claws are doing well, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, what, what, like, you're almost getting close to, like, what is a cider? What is a beer? Yes, that's true. All sorts of stuff there. I want. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it'll it'll be an extension on a currently existing theme. I believe. Yeah, because because my first thought is like you take the idea of like sours and then you go with more of like a salt focus. So more on the gozer route. Yeah, but mm. but like leaning more into that. I had one as part of the Carwin collaboration that was done with Salt Bush, which is a like Australian native yeah, right. plant that had a really interesting but nice flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, never actually seen Salt Bush, so. I don't know. I have no idea what it I is. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. That's. Maybe salt bush is like bush salt. No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's always like, it's hard to predict trends. It's like, it's like if you'd said to me, Hey, go make a viral video. Like you, you can't. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good point. Um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I would want to see. Okay. Here, here's what I'm putting out there. Mm. I think we're going to see. Um, like traditional brewing styles, like like real ale and like bitter, mm-hmm. but with mad adjuncts. I think we're going to start seeing like so ad- adjuncts just being like other shit thrown in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we'll start seeing crazy shit like I don't know brown ales with like like a coffee brown ale, or mm, I feel like like some of that has happened before. Yeah, but like more, more, more traditional styles. Maybe even more traditional styles might make a bit of a comeback, like mm. the the Celtic red ale. Yeah, but like or even like lager is on a bit of a kick at the moment with some craft breweries deciding like, hey, let's just have a good lager in the um in the repertoire. Yeah, I think, and it's I think it's nice that they are making a comeback. Maybe it'll be, maybe we'll see more, like, do you remember Miller Chill? Maybe that'll make a comeback. <laughs> Why would I remember that? I've never seen it. Oh, it was a big thing for ages. It's like Miller with lime. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yep. No, I remember having those maybe in my third year of university uh, or something like that. It was definitely yes. Miller's. Um, it was It was a It was a bad night. Yeah, great. <laughs> we drank a lot. Okay, I'm calling it uh, beer cocktails. Okay. So more things like the uh, Rona Rita, the right. Michelada. Right. Like um, using a beer with other stuff. Uh, yeah. It, uh, as like the the filler for a cocktail. Right. I don't know. Like beer just feels super heavy to use for like a cocktail mixer. You'd be surprised. It has to be yeah. lighter stuff like yeah. lagers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, maybe IPA Shandy. Okay. I love okay. Shandy. Okay. Yeah. One day Shandy will come back and I'll be vilified. Dude, there's some brew like a couple of breweries I've seen have shandy as a canned product. Yeah, I've seen that a little bit more and more. Yeah. I, I think um, Garage Project did one a little while ago. And it was yes. quite good. I think it just said shandy on the can, like their yeah. beer, which is just a well, a lager. I think. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't creative, but it got the job done. It did. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, we are not trendsetters nor tastemakers. We will just 
taste happily follow oh we will yeah by all means follow we will drink them we will talk about them mm. but we're not fucking beastradamus over here no but speaking of follow yes what um you can do in 2021 to follow is follow us on social media mm. you can follow us at Hebrew podcast on twitter instagram and facebook that is Hebrew podcast at twitter instagram and facebook coming soon more content um because <laughs> i need to be doing some more because i said i would um <laughs> you can all also not follow but reach out instead yes like, yes they, they 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 can you can uh listener not just random people that we're referring to in the third person um yeah hello at heybrew.zone you can send us an email uh you can send us literally anything um then we'll decide what to do with it it's up to us it's our prerogative it's our email fuck you send us an email um all of the above is also uh listed on the heybrew website which you can find at heybrew.zone uh, ha- helpful links to all the various services we exist upon where you can find our episodes yeah or if you're if you're an absolute uh mad lad you can just listen to the episodes on the website so you can say masochist um <laughs> Speaking of all the different podcast apps you can listen to us on, those ones which allow you to subscribe, review, or leave a rating, we'd love for you to do that. That yes. would help us immensely. Yes. Um, I think that's about it. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go crawl into a hole. Yes. Great. Not a I'm euphemism. Gonna, I'm going to go think about how that hole is ventilated. Hmm. I yes. have your best interests at heart. Good of you. Um this has been the first episode of Hey Brew for 2021. Here's hoping that the rest of the year goes as well as this episode did, if not better. Yes. Um, Good. Set a benchmark early. Mm. See how we go. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you coming in the year ahead. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. If I open one of those cans and there's two of us... Mm. It's like, well, the reasonable thing is to split it and then we're both getting like half a can of beer each. But mm. like, if I open one of the small ones, like, I'll just drink that. But then also, you can drink an 11% beer without writing yourself off. Yeah, it was like the, the 18% Rhino came in a small can. And that's a good idea. That's a good idea because yeah. that beer is stupid. I don't think you need to be drinking almost a pint every time of a 12% beer. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Go to a, you go to a bar... They got twelve percent. We'll serve you in a two hundred and fifty ml glass. They yeah. don't give you a pint of. Yeah, not getting a pint of compromat for a good reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's twelve percent bloody barrel aged imperial stout. It's, it's like when you go to uh, Carl and Sellers, they got the big chalkboard for their tatlers, and they've got three columns for pricing. It's like pot, schooner, pint, or, yeah. or pot, pint, jug. I'm not sure. I think it's pot skin pint or but, pot yeah. fancy pint. But but for yeah, that's what it is. It's fancy. That's them. It'll, it'll be like a chalk glass name. or it's. But it's like it's a midpoint on the capacity. The volume, sorry. Um, but for some of those beers, the third column just says no. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember one of them just said, ha ha. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like 16%. Yeah. They're like, get out of here. Yeah.